0: You're listening to an all-new Chasing the Word on Compassion Radio. Hi, friends. Last year, Sandy and I began a new Chasing the Word series on the Psalms of David. Knowing our history, we had no idea where the adventure might lead, and it's been an amazing journey already. If you haven't heard any of the earlier episodes, I invite you to catch up on these wonderful conversations in the podcast section of our website, CompassionRadio.com. This year, we dove headfirst into the most famous psalm of all. It's our 23 for 23 special. We're approaching this masterpiece from a few different angles. First off, we explore the theme of empathy and compassion. Last week, we turned to a focus on contentment and provision. We'll finish that conversation on today's program with a recap of how the shepherd's vision is so much more trustworthy than what the sheep can see. I do want my deepest needs met, but I'm not the one really that defines that. The Lord himself does. He knows how we're made and how we're built. He knows where our blind sides are. When I think about rod and staff, they comfort me. Where are the times when I felt like I'm exposed here, I can't see everything at once? The shepherd has a different view than me, the sheep. He literally has stereo vision. You yeah. can see how far away something is. The sheep often just see the thing, and they don't have an idea how close it is because they don't have a lot of stereo vision. There's very little overlap in their eyes. Yeah. They do have more perimeter vision. I think about the car we bought this past year. <laughs> it's got surround vision so you can see what's in the lane next to you. But it's a very distorted view when it shows up in your little camera screen there on the dashboard. You look at it and say, that's not how the world really looks, but at least I can see a car is coming up in that lane. It's useful, but it doesn't give you the full picture. I still find myself looking at the other mirror and look over my shoulder because it's safe, safer to do that Mm -hmm. and use my stereo vision to verify the information I'm getting on that screen. Mm -hmm. Working together, those eyes get a much better understanding of what's really around you, but me being the sheep... Sometimes I just got to trust that the stereo vision knows how far away the danger really is Mm -hmm. and what I need to do now. And probably is going to use that crook to reach around me and just tap me there and remind me, hey, I'm on that side too. Mm. And if our shepherd is somewhere we believe he's on our left side and our right side and we know where he's going, we're not so worried about our position anymore. And we don't feel like we're being constrained either because we're walking with the shepherd. Mm -hmm. We're not following him and trying to catch up and scared to death because he's leaving us behind. We're not being shoved into a cattle car and being drug up a hill or something. We're walking with Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is a providing of meaning and a purpose and a relationship. Mm -hmm. So whatever we are going through, stick with the going through part. Realize that if if we're moving, it is a journey. If we're staying put, we will exhaust the resources we have around us. And the picture we're seeing here in the 23rd Psalm is green grass, lots of good water. But the other passages are there in order to bring us to the next green pasture, mm-hmm. the next pool of water, the next spring.
1: Well, I like how he says, too, after verse four, we've gone through Death Valley and he's taken us through that. He's walking by our side yeah. in that Death Valley. He then says, You serve me a six course dinner right in front of my enemies. Mm-hmm. You're providing this banquet. To celebrate what we've just been through. And what's a banquet to a sheep? It's like
0: (laughs) it's a field that has grass taller than I've ever seen. You know, and if you are used to eating things a certain way because they're your favorites, and you're the sheep in this picture, there are certain things you would definitely not want to eat, even if they might be interesting to some other creature. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna go browse up the top of a tree and get the little leaves off the top limbs. That's not what you're after. You were designed to browse and graze low down the things that God has provided for you right in front of your nose. Mm. If he sees a banquet in front of him, it's as far as your eyes can see, you've got something to eat, some glorious place to be. This is the best banquet I've ever seen. It's not somebody else's banquet. It's yours.
1: Well, and to that point, honey, I can remember when our big kids were little that they always wanted to eat on the fancy dishes, mm. <laughs> they, you know, and, you know, at first I was like, oh, these are our fancy dishes. I don't want to do that because they have gold around the rim and mm. I have to wash my hand. And oh, what if they break one? And, you know, all these things. And it occurred to me that, you know what, that's what they're for. They're for using these fancy right. dishes, and, and they would tell us
0: things like it tastes better. It on does, this plate. and I
1: can remember once making I don't know like hamburger patties and mac and cheese or mm-hmm. something like that, and having them on the fancy dishes, and the kids thinking, "What are we celebrating? What is this fancy dinner that we're having?" And it was not a fancy dinner; mm-hmm. it was literally hamburgers and mac and cheese. But it was on. But the it was fancy on the dishes. fancy plates, okay. and I think God is all about serving us on the fancy plates. Mm-hmm. He sets a banquet for us, a six course dinner, as it's put in here, which denotes to me a sense. very <laughs> fancy dinner. <laughs> but he's using the fancy dishes. Mm-hmm. He's preparing a banquet and we're invited. It's specifically for us, for me, for you individually.
0: And in the presence of my enemies, it does not mean necessarily that he's saying the devil's across the table from you. Look at what you've eaten. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's saying that we're in a nervous place mm-hmm. where we're constantly worried that someone's going to swipe my dinner from me.
1: No, because he just says we're secure
0: right right before that. In the presence of my enemies has to do with the reports going back to the bad king. It is, they're getting what? When a king that's opposing you hears a report from the armies that couldn't conquer the army there, that they have thrown a party and that they have sensed their victory, that they're safe where they are. The bad king does not want that other tribe or the other town or that other army to celebrate. In fact, he's ticked off when he sees good happening to his enemies. This is an analogy of Satan looking at us in the presence of our Lord, being safe where we are, and not worried about what the devil's up to Mm -hmm. you know in the presence of my enemies means don't worry about this i got this report i'm sending it off to the devil he knows i got you and the word gets out the lord's people the lord's sheep are taken care of their renown grows the reputation is there that we are well fed we're taken care of and we've got a good shepherd everyone knows this even the devil himself That's what I think David's after in describing this. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you think this is a nod to what some might call the prosperity gospel in that, oh, everything's taken care of, there's never going to be any difficult times, and that it's all provided for?
0: I'm not speaking against those who were raised in that particular brand of doctrine, but I do think it needs to be corrected in some ways. It needs to be reminded that the wealth of God is what he decides it is. And it's also designed to be distributed as he wants to distribute it for the purposes that bring glory to him and build the kingdom. So real spiritual wealth, the kind that flows from the hand of God, the one who owns the cattle on Thousand Hills, has to do with providing for real needs and addressing real fears and bringing us to where we are truly content. So we'll flip back Mm -hmm. to that word contentment now. You've talked about how God provides for us and prospers us as it pleases Him to do for His name's sake. Mm-hmm. But it is not about the prosperity that we're after because we're after Him. Mm-hmm. Why? Because He's made us to follow a shepherd. He's made us to be able to eat the food that He provides, not the food of other creatures. And there's lots of other creatures on this planet that are worshiping another God, that are pursuing another sense of prosperity that is not from the heart of God. I believe that's possible. So I believe it's very easy for us in a materialistic world to enjoy and savor only the material. To
1: look at these things as God's provision.
0: As the ultimate provision. Yeah. When God says, just stick with me, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we'll go through the valley of the shadow of death together, even while you're alive. This is not just about the final passage. It's about every passage. Mm-hmm. Every time you're afraid, every time you worry that it's a dead end, that I'm making a risky decision, what if my decision is wrong? Mm-hmm. What if I go the wrong path? What if I fail? What if I succeed? What will be required of me now? Mm-hmm. All those things that hound us and keep us mm-hmm. off the purity of, man, what a feast God's put before me. Mm-hmm. I have all this wealth. Go back to Job. All of his wealth, as far as the world understood it, was stripped away from him, and he was blown to pieces as a human being. And it's a horrible story to have to walk through, but we know people have gone through Job's story in Mm -hmm. our life. It might even be us. And somehow, even those shards are made beautiful at the end, and the pain still remains, and the sorrows and the griefs of the past are not forgotten, but God proves himself faithful even in. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the real wealth of any lifetime. Mm-hmm. That somehow, no matter what happened to you, God showed up.
1: Well, and he speaks to contentment in verse six when he says, Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. And when we see that David himself is saying, God is chasing after me. He's running after me with this beauty. I'm I'm seeing it every day of my life. He's chasing after me his love. And I'm home Mm -hmm. in the house of the Lord. I'm there forever for the rest of my life. Starting now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an attitude. That's not necessarily a tangible object that we can grasp onto. This is an attitude of contentment. Mm. This is what God is doing. This is who God is. And I accept and love that.
0: Okay. Contentment provision, chicken and egg. Where did this start? Mm -hmm. Did we grow content... Because God provided? Or do we see God's provision and Him providing it because we are people that know contentment? We have understood what it means. We've accepted it. We live this way.
1: Mm. Which is it? I don't think it's an either-or. I think contentment is always a decision that we make.
0: Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you encouragement from the Word, inspiring stories from the front lines of faith, and awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. But we need your help right now to continue doing just that. Please, take a moment today to consider how you might help us to accomplish our unique media ministry and mission. Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? Oh, I hope so. Thank you, friends, for standing with Compassion Radio during these times of great change to our normal life. Of course, there's nothing normal about our situation, but there's also nothing normal about the kind of faith and power we find in Jesus. Just visit our website, CompassionRadio.com, or call our toll-free order line, 1-800-868-2478. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Reach out to us whatever way works for you. And now, back to our discussion. Did we grow content because God provided? Or do we see God's provision and Him providing it because we are people that know contentment? We have understood what it means. We've accepted it. We live this way. Which is it?
1: I don't think it's an either or. I think contentment is always a decision that we make. Provision is not necessarily a decision that we make. Provision is something in some ways that's outside of us. But we do
0: acknowledge it. We
1: do acknowledge it. And we can have a job and a profession or a calling that provides for us. Mm -hmm. But it's something that we do outside of ourselves in some ways. Contentment is... I have to say again, a decision that I make, will I be content or not? Will I choose contentment or not? Because you can't say, oh, I'm going to be content in this if you really aren't. You don't lie to yourself about that. That is something that is inside of you. And you know if you really are content. Well, you can or lie not. with your
0: lips. Um, oh, but,
1: you can say that you're content. Yeah. Absolutely. All day long. But you know in your heart of hearts, in the deepest part of you, whether you really are content or not.
0: Do I really want what I've got? Do I, mm-hmm. Am I satisfied with this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So decision I also feel like contentment is a emotional response to something like you acknowledge the provision and just your heart can't help but be warmed
1: gratefulness yeah.
0: maybe I think gratefulness has got to be folded into contentment yeah. the contentment is the fruit of gratefulness living itself out in us
1: Yeah
0: if we're truly grateful for something or we ask God to help us to become grateful for how he provides for us how could contentment be that far away?
1: Yeah, I don't think those two are very easily separable. Yeah. I think if you're not content, then you're certainly not grateful. Hmm. And if you're not grateful, you can't really be content. So I, I think that the two are very closely tied together. That's and my opinion. Yeah,
0: in some ways they're folded into the rest of the fruit of the Spirit, too. This is yeah, fruit, yeah, because yeah. the fruit of these good works, of choosing these things and acting rightly and acknowledging God, you know, to acknowledge Him for who He is and say he really is God, he really is a provider. All these names of God are true. They can't really be true for us unless they're true for us. Mm, And so we may say, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Great song. Have we acknowledged the ways he's provided for us? And can we say from an honest heart, yeah, what he provides that I didn't expect or didn't deserve or don't feel like I deserve at all, he still gave me. And I can name those things. I can sit down and say, in 2022, after the end of the first major wave of COVID that disrupted the entire world, I can see that God provided for me in this way, in this time, in this place, and praise him for it and say, this is an example of how God provides. Therefore, I can acknowledge He is, in fact, a provider. I've seen it.
1: Mm.
0: Can you acknowledge those things without having experienced it? It's a tough
1: question. Yeah. Uh, Well, and I just wanted to add to what you said. Because you and I know and maybe understand a little bit the difficulty that the last, especially two years, have been through 2020, 21, and 22, COVID, and all of the difficulties that that has heaped on our world. Mm Um, to those listening, you may not be able to say off the top of your head, these are the things that I'm grateful for or God provided in a certain way. And that's okay. I think that you don't have to have this whole list. I think if you can sit down and honestly assess where you've come, how mm-hmm. far you've come, how far you haven't come even. If
0: nothing else, how many valleys of shadow death have I passed through?
1: Yeah. I think that is a journey that you can begin. Yeah. And I just would encourage, read Psalm 23 every day for the next week and just see how God brings to mind those things that... You can count as part of your grateful list or that you can check off if you have to do that. Some people have lists they have to check off. If you can, check off and say, "Um, this is the valley I've been through. This is the place I've been able to catch my breath Mm -hmm. even. Uh, This is the direction that I'm going that seems positive and right. This is the quiet pool Mm -hmm. that he's led me to that I can drink from safely. Those things that can begin the journey of contentment. Of choosing contentment.
0: Interesting to think about contentment being a journey. I think about it as an arrival.
1: Yeah.
0: And it probably is a journey because we have to arrive as we go along the way, which reminds me about the whole explanation of Jesus himself being our Sabbath, that we find rest in him, not just rest in obeying the law and fulfilling all our requirements of it on a specific day of the week, as if that's somehow going to usher in some magical ending of things because we did it right for one day. (laughs) But that he himself, being eternal, surrounds us. And if he can be at rest for the work he has done, he gives it freely to us. Yeah. We can enter into that even if we feel like we're being worn to the bone. If we feel like we have no rest in this world, we find rest in him, even in. Think about people who are faithful believers in parts of the world where they're imprisoned for their faith. Mm-hmm. They have no rest because they're constantly being worked as a slave to the state. We know people that are actually like that in different countries who are suffer in that regard and yet are renewed and refreshed every morning because they know that they share in the persecutions of Jesus himself. And somehow, mysteriously, they find rest in that. I don't ever want to be there myself, but I absolutely respect it.
1: I yeah, don't understand it.
0: but Their testimony mm-hmm. has power. Yeah. And if we really, really want to overcome, Revelation 12, 11 makes that very clear to us. You know, they overcame the evil one by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Or the word of the testimony of Jesus that they've experienced themselves, that they have then explained to others. Mm -hmm. Something about your experience and your situation is valuable Mm -hmm. in overcoming the evil one. So, through the valley of the shadow of death, it's a part of the thing that we offer to overcome. Mm-hmm. If we can at least follow our shepherd through that dark valley that seems impossible to us, and we're willing to say, I don't get this path, but you do, and I admit this. You know what you're doing. I don't.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm still going to follow you, yeah. even if it doesn't go someplace I expect.
1: And I would also say, as a word of encouragement, that your valley of the shadow of death doesn't look anything like mine right. or not. anyone else's. But your it may be very familiar is to some. Your valley Yeah. And that is your journey, and that is your experience, and your relationship with the shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I think that we cannot globalize this. Mm. Or not
0: reduce it down to a bumper sticker, for sure.
1: No, absolutely. We can't say that, well, their journey was this bad, so my journey doesn't look like their journey. Mm. Right. That's beautiful because we're individual and God created us individually. But
0: we're in this together. But
1: we're in this together because we can lift each other up and we can encourage each other through the valley.
0: And sometimes the right next was saying, buddy, calm down. Stop kicking against the goats here. Your shepherd's got
1: you.
0: (laughs) In fact, I'm here with you too. So we, the flock, are part of this journey too. And that's not mentioned in the Psalm that way. But we cannot see this story without acknowledging there's more than one sheep here. Mm. This is something that is for the whole body. And if one is going to be led to safety, we got to go with them until they're there. So if there's any last lesson I could say about being content in who you are, if you're a follower of Christ and you acknowledge him as your shepherd and you believe that he's also Lord and creator, that he's got all the angles, he knows Every which direction things are going to come at you. He sees it all. He permits many things we don't expect. Yeah. For his namesake and for his glory, but for our benefit too. That challenges, even griefs, even sorrows, even disasters that could befall us are not outside the realm of God's grace or of his provision. I do believe he provides for us in the struggle we go through, not just afterwards. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think the most important thing he provides us with is the ability to say yes to him when the entire universe seems to be screaming no. Mm -hmm. Well, honey, this particular discussion turned into two programs, which is not an unusual thing for us at Compassion Radio, but I think it merits some further attention Mm -hmm. And I hope that you'll enjoy the journey into the heart of both contentment and provision as God defines it, and that this psalm is speaking to those things, and both are not just necessary, but I get the impression that in the church that we see around us, the body of Christ around the world, we're all desperate for both of these things. Absolutely. To know that God is a provider, to see Him do the providing, and to experience the kind of contentment that's spoken of in the Word of God, we all want to know these things, Mm -hmm. We often, though, don't want to acknowledge the cost. And sometimes we got to pay that price ourselves. Other times we realize Jesus paid it all. Mm. Other times we discover that people right next to us are willing to enter into suffering with us in order to, at the end of that journey, sit down at that table together and eat off the good plates. Our Lord and our shepherd are thrilled to see us eat off the good plates. And they're excited about doing the dishes. So as our fellow journeyers along the way, or other sheep in this flock, I just ask you, where do you see God preparing a table for you? What does it mean for you to be in the presence of your enemies and still know the good stuff, to know that God's got you, and that he is clearing the meadow of any dangers or distractions, that he intends for you to eat and eat well of the good stuff? And you may not be able to thank him for something you haven't seen yet, but maybe you can thank him for the opportunity to imagine it and to pray it into being, and be partners with him in something new in your life and in the life of people around you. Well, honey, there's so much more we can talk about on Psalm 23, and we're going to in the weeks to come. And I just want to thank our listeners for being part of this journey with us, and for the ways they decide to walk through the valley of shadow death with us. Mm -hmm. As we face some challenges as a ministry, as the world faces their own valley of shadow death, can we also help lead others through it? That's my ambition and that's my hope as a ministry that we can help that. And as we said in our first program in this section, if there are valleys of shadows of death that are crowding around you and you don't know what to do next, you don't know if the shepherd really has you or you don't know where he is ahead of you, um, the flock that's around you is willing to help with this. So if you need to contact us to ask for help, don't hesitate. You'll hear our phone number here in a second, Compassion Radio website, where you can contact us anytime you want to. And on Facebook. Just look for Compassion Radio there. We love you, friends, and we'll talk to you again on the next Compassion Radio.
1: Lord is my shepherd.
0: And he goes before us. He goes before me. He's defender behind. Come on. Defender behind me. I won't you won't. I won't Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? Oh, I hope so. Thank you, friends, for standing with Compassion Radio during these times of great change to our normal life. Of course, there's nothing normal about our situation, but there's also nothing normal about the kind of faith and power we find in Jesus. Just visit our website, CompassionRadio.com. Or call our toll-free order line, 1-800-868-2478. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Reach out to us whatever way works for you. We need you, friend, so contact us today.